Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce, where we review and discuss your and our favorite comedy films. This is the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent that currently resides in Southern California, Ozzy V. And with me as always on this program, first in the Northern California Bay Area, world-famous juggler Greg Larson. How you doing, Greg? Fantastic. All the off-season shenanigans of hockey has begun, so life is great. How about yourself, Ozzy? I'm good. I, I'm glad uh, we're almost through this this football off-season. Mm-hmm. Uh, football off-season's kind of a bit longer than the hockey off-season. So, uh, you had the draft, though, right? In April. Yeah, so that, that was like three months ago. We had our draft, so... Sorry, what? Moments. Our draft okay. just happened not too long ago. And when's the season opener? Uh, season In two months? Opener? Three yeah, months? Yeah, like sept- late October, early. Yeah, like say three months. Or no, September, October-ish, yeah. Three months from now. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Also with us, ladies and gentlemen, Flash Room producer Todd. How you doing? Good evening. I'm doing good. How about you? Give me a big thumbs up. Oh, that's so gross. Hey. You can't even say chilling. What's going on? No, nope, you get the big thumbs up now. Big thumbs up now. <laughs> this is time different timeline, Todd. No, no I, I thought universe. I, was, I thought I was. What Did was you I, run was into the Flash? Did somebody was, pull you into a Chroma Bowl or Chrono Bowl? I don't know what that is. It's the I'm referencing the Flash. I apologize. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, producer thumb. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologize, ladies and gentlemen. This week we are actually discussing. The 1976 film, Silent Movie, rated PG. Todd, do you have a trailer available by chance? I do. Let's see it. Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, and now 20th Century Fox presents the greatest comedy event of the 20th century, Mel Brooks' Silent Movie. (laughs) Starring Mel Brooks... Marty Feldman, Dom DeLuise, (laughs) Sid Caesar, (laughs) Bernadette Peters, and a few surprises, Burt Reynolds, (laughs) (laughs) Liza Minnelli, and Bancroft. (laughs) <laughs> Paul Newman. <laughs> Silent Movie is outrageous, riproarious, and side-splitting, says Gene Shallot of NBC TV. Mm. <laughs> Silent Movie is the funniest comedy in 50 years, says Vernon Scott of UPI. <laughs> Newsweek calls Silent Movie Mel Brooks' best film. (laughs) (laughs) And Time Magazine calls it Inspired Lunacy, Funny Without Mercy. (laughs) It's Mel's most magnificent madness, Silent Movie. 
It'd be great if one of the things said, greatest movie of all time, Mel Brooks. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the trailer for Silent Movie, released on June 16th, 1976, rated PG with a runtime of 87 minutes, directed by Mel Brooks, written by Brooks, Ron Clark, and Rudy DeLuca, who uh, people might recognize from Spaceballs as Finney with Pizza the Hut. That was Rudy DeLuca. Anyhow, also starring Mel Brooks with Marty Feldman and Dom DeLuise, as the trailer mentioned. Uh, This was actually my first watch of this. Um, And I understand the film is titled Silent Movie, but I actually did not expect it to be a complete (laughs) silent movie, which is odd that I wasn't expecting that. But I was just thinking, oh, it'd be a parody of, you know, the silent movies from the past. Right. You know, but like maybe it's like about a silent movie being made, which it was, but (laughs) it actually was a silent movie. And there is, I will say, um, well, actually, I'll say that part to later. But I'd always wanted to see it because whenever they pull up Mr. Rental in Spaceballs, you always see silent movie as one of the film covers. So I'm glad we got around to it. Uh, Greg, any initial thoughts? Same thing. It was a first go round, which is interesting because I've always loved Mel Brooks. Um, the as you mentioned, the being silent throughout the whole thing was a bit interesting, you know, and un- unexpected, even given the title. Especially when you <laughs> see people with such iconic voices, mm-hmm. like Bernadette Peters not saying a word, you know, Dom DeLuise not saying a word. Like, come on now, like. These are voices where when you hear them, you know who it is. You don't. But couldn't you still hear them? Oh yeah, you could. Yeah. You really could. So, 100% heard Bert's laugh. So. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm equally as happy that we you know went through and did check this one out. Todd, uh, count me in on that. It was my first time watching it too, and I had another. I had an odd experience too, but I'll save that for my favorite moment because it, it 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 helped it factor into it kind of in a weird way okay because it made me laugh even harder because i saw the same gag twice in two different shows oh or two different shows or different two different movies i saw it in this show and i saw it in silent movie like back to back to literally okay so i'll bring it all right well well we'll get to that shortly but yeah just to clarify ladies and gentlemen from start to finish this is a complete silent movie with only one word being uttered and it actually holds the Guinness world book of records. This point that I was reading of the, the longest film with the shortest amount of dialogue in the past 50 years or something like that, because this is the first silent movie within 40 years. Right. So since like 1950, this holds the Guinness world records with having the least amount of dialogue. It does have a music backing and sound score to it, you know. So, yeah. like a like a traditional silent movie. Yeah, yeah, and I I do want to say that like when we mentioned how it's interesting when we realized, oh, this is a this is a complete silent movie. Right. There is a moment when you you kind of get past that and you're just already in mm-hmm. it. Like I guess to Todd's point, it's like when you're hearing the voices in your head of who you're seeing on screen and the the cards with the dialogue or, or the describing what's going on is just confirming that. But there's so much like cartoon humor here 
mm-hmm. that is it's it's just like watching live action Looney Tunes. Although and... it was weird for a moment when you had the there's a moment where they have like a dog howl and such, and I was like, that took me out of the moment because that's not you know right. <laughs> that's not like that's a voice. That's not a soundtrack. That's not a backing track. You know of something that's not part of the score. So. Yeah, that that did kind of have a moment for me that because it was a sound effect. I mean, well, I I mean, it was a sound effect, but it was a realistic sound effect. It wasn't like a voice like it wasn't with the with the handshake gag and this cross thing when they were doing this, you know, little tink would happen. This is an actual like sound effect of a dog. Right, right. I got right. And it's the it's the boardroom scene. I completely understand where you're going there, but yeah, I, I can see that, but I mean, there's just so many gags one after the other that oh, yeah. maybe if there's one thing that takes you out of it, 30 seconds later, you're back in. I don't even know if it took me that long. That's <laughs> <It was> fantastic. Because <laughs> yeah. everything was so quick, and it was just hitting you repeatedly over and over and over again, and especially even some uh, some small stuff that was there if you were paying attention, going into the some of the favorite moments here. You had so much to choose from. I mean, I think because you don't usually see this in in a, a parody, I guess, or don't really expect it because usually expect to see comedy occur or happen, manifest in a scene. You don't expect to see <laughs> the Manhattan skyline with San Francisco being played by the orchestra <laughs> and then just trailing off and then restarting with Manhattan that yeah. made me like howl, but uh, I don't want to steal any one of these that could potentially be yours. There is one that did give me a, I don't want to say a heart attack, but uh, I, I kind of blacked out for like three seconds because I was seeing spots and I needed to catch my breath. But I'll save that just in case. Greg, you got a favorite moment? I've got so many favorite moments. Well, I mean, one that one <laughs> that you're gonna we might have to do two rounds then. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I really like about this film is that uh, and Mel Brooks in general, is that there's like the basic joke, and then there's the next level of it. And that's that's why he's been so iconic. And there's a moment where they're going to the movie and they grab this trash can size of popcorn (laughs) that's funny enough you know but then when they fill it and use butter from a gasoline you know hose (laughs) that was where i lost it when they were walking away i thought to myself i could see that happening it's a frightening thing wow that just triggered another movie we're gonna have to do in the future and i'll tell you guys later um but, all right, so I'll, I'll, I'll fill in the, the story. I know Greg's in the middle of watching Night Court also. So I'm at season five. I don't know where you are in it. So I watched season five. It was episode six, season five, episode six. So there's a gag in it. They're like all bulls standing in front of the elevator. And light bulb, we get the light bulb gag. So then when I'm watching silent movie immediately after watching that episode and they do the light bulb gag again, I lost it. Cause like how, how often does that shit happen? <laughs> you get a light bulb gag twice. Right. So for that, right. that gave, that gave me a special little, you know, extra laugh. 
So I'm going to go with that since we're having two rounds. So, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. All right. So I'll, I'm going to go jump in with mine. Thankfully, you guys did not uh, pick this one. But in the commissary with Liza Minnelli and the three are dressed like the that. Oh, my God. I just I blacked out just because <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I started seeing spots and I was just like lying, like just kind of just hanging, like leaning back. I had no energy that I could pause it so I could catch up. But right. just just the act of them trying to sit down and over exaggerating everything just oh man i i completely lost it and like i said everything with this movie's over the top mm-hmm. so that scene just kind of encapsulated i felt encapsulated the entire movie right there no dialogue needed just slapstick hilarious mm-hmm. comedy so let's go with the second round do you want to snake draft it, you know? Maybe. No, no, we'll just go a second round. Because we usually just do a max second round just in case, you know, there, this has so many that we want to bring up. For sure. Um, I mean, I've repeatedly said I love when a movie sets a tone early. And when they pick up the pregnant lady and she sits <laughs> in the back seat and the car lifts up, Like, what a great way to start a movie. You know, you know you're in for ridiculous at that point. Absolutely. Uh, Mine was, because it caught me off guard, of course. It's a little off color. When when the guys are all hugging before they go in the building and the group of old ladies are coming out and they have a nice little comment that, you know, we get our, we get our, uh, what what do we call it? Our title, not our title card, our, what do we call it? I should know what it's called in a silent movie. We get our dialogue card. We'll go with that. There, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so one one that I really enjoyed was there's an ongoing gag with newspapers being thrown on a newspaper vendor. And the last one, he gets squashed by a stand. I'm not ruining anything. When you see it, it's still going to be funny. <laughs> However, <laughs> the newspaper headline reads, Studio chief stricken rushed to hospital right underneath that says newspaper vendor vanishes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Excuse me. Uh, So Greg, let's hear your rating of this. Well, this movie I truly feel is a dive inside of what Mel Brooks thinks as he's walking down a street. You know, like a lot of these moments where it's like, this is how he processes things with the ridiculousness. It just felt really like a, a, you know, getting to open that door. So I love Mel Brooks. I've enjoyed everything he's done. This is not uh, that I've seen at least. um, And this is definitely not going to take away from that. So once again, Mel Brooks is getting a five from me. Fantastic. Todd? Uh, I liked it uh, quite a bit, but I don't know if I can go five. I mean, I, I did really enjoy it, though. I'm going to give it a four. Not even a four and a half? No, I, I think there's other books I like. I mean, it, it's good, but it's not what I feel myself going back to, like a, like a Blazing Saddles or Spaceballs. I mean, those are like fives for me, or a History of the World. Uh-huh. It doesn't That's quite fair. hit that level for me. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 
maybe one thing I did enjoy about it, and I'm not sure if because uh, I believe this came out before History of the World. Seventy-six, I think. Yeah, History of the World. So. Wait. I believe History of the World was 79. See, I want to say 78, but I'm just double-checking anyway. Uh, so you can double-check on that as I talk. But, I mean, it was a 5 for me, just because I can't not give this a 5 with how hard I I laughed and, and black. Like, when, when I black out from a movie, I <laughs> I think that's an automatic 5. But, 81 was History of the oh, World. Oh, okay. Part. Okay, well, so check this out. Uh, the Mater D, there's a Mater D in this movie. And played by Fred, Fred Fitz, Fred Fritz, I believe. And he was the same Mater D in History of the World when he was at the Last Supper. And he says, can't find any good help today, right? Push mm -hmm. the malt wine, mm -hmm. we're stuck with it, right? He, in silent movie, he does the thing with his mouth. And then the dialogue card comes up and says, pop, right? Right that's what he does in history of the world he actually does that with his mouth and actually makes the pop so when i saw that happen in silent movie it's like oh i don't know where that joke is from and why he does the pop with his mouth and i never understood why but the fact that it's happened in two separate mel brooks movies puts me over he's there. only directed 11 movies it seems like he has so many more quality that's why mm -hmm. well I, when you have that last one i don't know about quality oh wait sorry never mind what was the last one dracula dead and loving it why that was his last. Bad? He didn't. He didn't. He. I thought he directed the musical version of the producers. Um, I believe he just produced it. Oh, uh, that's funny. No, okay. yeah. So yeah, his last thing, ninety-five. Wow. Oh, he is a isn't a young man anymore. Fair <laughs> point. He Maybe just had a birthday the other day too, I believe. Let's see what age. Well, as you look that up, I'll just say it is a five for me. Like I mean, well, I've already mentioned that. Never mind. The blackout made me lose some of my short-term memory i think but definitely worth checking out if you haven't had a chance now todd if someone's a mel brooks fan and they'd never seen this movie you think it's 97 jeez sorry <laughs> wow yeah but you would think that this is worth a watch for somebody who's who's a mel brooks fan but has never watched this movie it's at least worth a watch yeah, and, and sometimes with parody you kind of need to be familiar with it but i think as long as you know the concept of a of a silent movie, you're fine. I'm interested when we finally get to High Anxiety, which is the one that's kind of the Hitchcock spoof. Right. Where it's going to land. Gotcha. Uh, unfortunately, at this time, it is not available to stream. And I don't, it doesn't look like it's available for purchase digitally. Am I, could I be misreading that or should um, be? I believe that one is not right now. I, I think it's a licensing thing. Ah. Uh, um, Got it. But you can get it on Laserdisc. <laughs> you can. I, you sure can. <laughs> you sure can. It definitely is on DV or Blu-ray though too. It's in my, the Mailbox Brooks collection. So. Ah, there you go. See, there you go. You only make eleven movies. You can't just have them streaming all over the place. And it doesn't even have all the eleven movies. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Is it like the uh, the the hot dogs and the buns where? It's eight sausages and ten buns. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> a complete collection. But then two years later is the platinum complete collection, which no, no, they're like, no, you don't get life stinks. <laughs> 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 it's from a different studio. So they only could get Fox uh, and Warner Brothers to work together. Got it. Yeah. 
who released Life Stinks? MGM. Mm. So Amazon well, holds that one now. <laughs> got it. Well, well, we'll definitely cross that bridge when we get to it. However, uh, that concludes this week's episode of this discussion of Silent Movie. Next week, we will be back with a new episode. And by all means, if you have not had the opportunity, check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash flesh wound features. There you can become a Patreon member and then help determine what films we choose to review on this podcast. Todd, producer Todd, will have a list up soon. I almost said shortly, but then I was going with soon, and I almost went with shoon. He'll have a list up shoon, but that's not the case. But so Sounds keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for that, and then help contribute at what film we will be reviewing and discussing. Do you gentlemen have anything else before we head out for the evening? I just want to know our countdown to Lost Skeleton 2. Oh, God. it's Well, it's July. Only like three months. Oh, God. Yeah. We're getting there. I'm excited. And Oh, and it's almost time for Meatballs 2 this summer. Oh, this God. August. There we go. There we go. I, think I, feel, I can't wait till next year when we hit Meatballs 3. <laughs> I think I'm getting some chest pains. Oh, well. Uh, We'll have to talk when we get to Meatballs 4 because that one has Corey Feldman. Oh, I feel like Ozzy's going to throw a fit when we get to that. <laughs> I actually wouldn't mind Corey okay. Feldman. I mean, here's the well, thing. He was the voice of Donatello in, uh, in the Ninja well, Turtles. So it's like... How do you feel about Patrick Dempsey? Do you have any beef? <laughs> Patrick Dempsey. He's in the, the third uh, Meatballs. Whatever. Okay, Shannon. I I have a job to do. I got a job to do. People want to see me throw a chair up against the wall. I got to throw up a chair against the wall. Whatever. Those are entertaining films. I actually think Meatballs 1 is my least favorite. Okay, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But as of right now, that concludes your final thoughts, I presume? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, for world-famous juggler Greg Larson and Flesh Wound producer Todd, I'm Ozzy V. We'll see you next week right here on a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce.